Welcome. It's another Rump Chat, a very special edition. The man that uh, we talk about often, I think secretly is a man crush of Justin C. Rumford's because <laughs> he nonstop talks about trucking and all the things that this guy does, but we're happy to have him. He's a dear friend to me and to Rumford. And, and his, his phone's, phone's going off because they probably need a buck order for Lehigh, Utah. <laughs> Utah. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Newens, Frontier Rodeo. Oh, well, I appreciate being here. I, uh, like, this is like the, like the highlight of your penny, life. Pinnacle of my life right here, being with the ham bone and the, well, the rub. And a little background, I feel like Tom was kind of famous before. However, now I feel like through social media, I have made Tom an even bigger celebrity because when I Snapchat or Instagram story and I at Tom Newins uh, with Swift trucks, uh, <laughs> with pretty much any Freightliner, Cascadia, uh, Kenworth, uh, like what's the, the douchey ones oh. that you drive, Tom? Was that <laughs> the T900? The T900. The T900. Yeah, yeah. uh, uh-huh. Any, any truck that yeah. has a white steel rim. <laughs> like the Frontier Rodeo Company likes to roll with. Uh, exactly. They're not exactly. about frills. At Frontier Rodeo, it's not about frills. It's about rodeo stock. It's not about flat-top Peterbilts that can go 105 miles an hour and, and 100 LED lights and bucking horses. And I want to say this right now at the first of this episode. Do you know what reason the Frontier Rodeo horses buck so hard at rodeos? Because they're scared to death? No, because after they get off the trucks with you guys, they're jumping for joy that they're still alive because they try it. <laughs> Tom and these guys, see, I give them crap about Tom being a, a bad truck driver because I've trucked for Frontier. And when you truck for Frontier, 85 is what you do in a 35. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's not a, they don't go anywhere uh, slow. So that is why Tom, I tried to refer to Tom. And, you know, me and Tom are a lot alike, a lot of ways. One, we're both super talented very, truck drivers. Very, very. <laughs> right. Uh, number two, uh, we both like flat top Peterbilts. Number yes. three, we're we've both been shoe bosses. Cody Knight Rodeo shoe boss of the year three times. <laughs> Not a huge deal. And Tom, uh, what's the uh, that indoor in Vegas? Oh, uh, oh, the oh, NFR. Oh yeah, the Tom's, NFR. Oh yeah, yeah. Tom's yeah, been, been there, the, been there once or twice. The, yes, the elaborate shoe boss there. Let's go, boys. One, yeah, <laughs> once or twice. So, and you're not uh, good enough to put. I retired. A retired rodeo contestant as well as they all are. Yes, we all are very retired. <laughs> Except you got yeah, on but Tom, long ago. Yeah, yes, Tom yes. actually got on one. Yes, I did. Yes, and I still cannot lift my arm up. But really, yes, yeah, that's <laughs> been six months ago, so, and I can. Before we get deep into the right story, how did that all come about? Well, there was a few of the Bronc riders that were uh, getting ready to go to uh, the NFR, and they came up to the ranch to get on, and, and they're all kind of mumbling along. Oh, you know. Just tell those guys, you know, you need to be ready when called upon. And they said, oh, well, you need to show us how, Tom. You need to show us how. So I said, all right, let's run one in. So I went and picked mine out, of course, <laughs> because I have, seen, I have seen this horse numerous times walk around in a circle out in front of the bucket chutes. And I thought that would be just perfect for a 58-year-old man to get on that hadn't been on for 32 years. And that day she decided she was running for horse of the year at the 
NFR, and that means she bucked pretty good. She bucked pretty good, and I fell off quite hard. Do, do you think we could get that it video and put on our, our social yes. media? Because it was yes. somewhere, but we want to get that on when we go to promote this episode. Uh, meet Tom Newins and watch a 58-year-old man buck off a good one at the old Frontier Ranch of Freedom, Oklahoma. Uh, yes, yes. It was a great day had by Hall. Did you, did you have any beers uh, prior? Prior, I did not. After, Tom, I did. Tom. I did not. I really, honestly, I uh, I mean, it's kind of just, you know, I was going to show those guys. You can get in, get out. There's a bunch of young kids there getting on. They're all talking about how hard it is to spur a horse out. It is not that hard to spur a horse out. I still remembered how to do that, but the rest of it failed me. <laughs> failed miserably. It was maybe failed the best. Miserably. So would you say that it was probably the best mark out of the year, but maybe not the most successful ride? Yes, very. Yes. Very, uh, yeah. Well, before we get into Tom's story, Tom was also at the college finals. You're talking about the kids. Yeah. I want to give a big shout out to uh, – the college national finals this year. It was a great rodeo. Well, it was a great rodeo. And besides uh, just the rodeo portion of it, it seems like, and I'm not knocking horse riders by no right. means, but I don't feel like we've had just a ton of talent in college rodeo in the bareback riding for, I mean, we've had a couple Definitely. here and there, yeah. but I feel like this year overall, the bareback riding especially was really good to watch. Uh, Lane McGee, Ty Pope, Cole Franks, uh, you know, I mean, just those three were the top three coming back for us, which Ty right. Pope won it. Cole Franks got on Delta ship frontier rodeo, won, uh, the, first round. won yeah. the first round, which that's cool. The Delta ship still rocking and still rolling. rocking and rolling it. Yeah, absolutely. Old, old. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure how old she is, but very close to 20. Very, very close. close. See, I, I think that's just, that's amazing. It's gotta be hard for you guys as far as a stock contractor to supply Horses for the college finals because right or wrong, tell tell me if I'm wrong. There's some talented kids. Yes, there are. And there's also some not, not so talented, talented kids. kids. Yes. yes. So when you guys go to setting that up, what do y'all put into the the thought process of what or what the hell are we going to take to Casper? Well, I mean, most of that'll have to go on my boss, but uh, I mean, it's. I mean, they want to have a little mix of everything there. They want, they want some horses that are just nice to ride. They want some that are like short go material where they do buck. And you need to f throw in a few of the eliminator kind just to see what the kids are made of. <laughs> <laughs> there was right or wrong. Right. I think, <laughs> I, I think that's one of my probably bigger pet peeves. Is me and Tom are very close here in this booth. <laughs> Um, yeah, we, we have is, one. Microphone. This is hilarious. <laughs> it's only like ninety degrees out, but we're sitting. We've got ice cold uh, gold buckle beers. So. Gold buckle beers. So it's and you uh, have a Mick. You have a uh, woke Mickey Mouse dad shirt. On. It's not woke. This was before it went bad. I went to Mickey Mouse in February. Ass. Uh, <laughs> Mickey Mouse was still cool in February. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. But anyhow, back to but the anyways. college ball sandbone. It was a great. Yeah. It was a great event, uh, you know, with all the talent that was there, like the kids, Macon Murphy, uh, your guy, Kincaid Henry, won it. Cole Frank. Yeah, Cole, Cole Frank's Frank. second. Frank the bareback ride. Jess Pope's brother. Ty Pope. Ty Pope. Amazing. What a stud. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's almost exactly like Jess. 
he's a 30 or he's a 52 year old man that's 18. I mean, like when all the other guys are talking about sneaking to the beacon and banging chicks and drinking beer, like Ty Pope's behind the shoot watching on online cattle auctions, you know, <laughs> trying to buy a Bramer bull somewhere. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. the, the Pope family, uh, they're just good rodeo folks. And you know, the short round, I mean, Ty, he, he spurred one. He got on a horse that just was uh, 86 on at Houston. So that's what Ty got on. His younger brother got on in the short round at the college finals. And so, uh, and uh, both Ty and Jess, or Ty and uh, Cole both rodeo for Missouri Valley. So Missouri Valley won first and second, which that's also a Tim O'Connell school. school. Oh, bareback riding all yeah. around awesomeness. Yes. They're, uh, in the Bronx riding, uh, man, there's a lot of good ones, especially That's, I like the, the, the kid from uh, Cal Poly that had the long hair. Oh, yeah. That yes. looked like the biggest hippie ever, but could uh, spur the shit out of one. Like sunshine. Off of, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I want to see, I want to see more, uh, kind of stoner looking or Kurt Cobain Bronx riders. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that kid more, didn't look, he was, he was like more the Cowboy Corson suit. Some more Ernie Corson Jr. Uh, type yeah. guys. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, we we should get something going for, we need to send him $100 for the worst wreck because Ernie, big Ernie Bob got knocked out at Reno. Uh Gotta have face surgery. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. Oh, Ernie. Out for, I didn't hear this. Bad, huh? Yeah. He's out for a while. He's, uh, took one to the old, one to the old face. But, uh, hey, Tom. Yes, sir. Sage is out too. I heard, I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> you heard that? I've been in a truck, so and my radio's broke, so I haven't been able to listen to anything fun. So yeah. I am a little behind your, so on your, news. Oh. And I did hear there was a war in somewhere Ukraine or something last <laughs> yeah. week. I don't. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure. There's there's no hard times. Freedom, Oklahoma, is always perfect. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Home oh. of Jimmy Lee, but um. <laughs> Well, so you were you were college finals, and then Lehigh, and then Cody, right? Uh, is it Cody? Cody and then and we go then, to uh, Elko, Nevada, back to Spanish Fork, and then to uh, Dodge City, Kansas. So, so do you we're get, on the road here for a little while. Do you get any? Oh, I, so there's a little time off between Spanish and Dodge. Elk. Oh, uh, no, Spanish and Dodgers only like three days. But between Elko and Spanish, we have like nine days, I think. Oh, that's good because you guys you guys going hard. I'll uh, look forward going, to going. old Spanish Fork. Yes, where sir. Yes, sir. They pack it every night full of awesome rodeo fans and beautiful women. And then as soon as that microphone clicks off, everyone vanishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ghost town. Where they yeah. go, I have no idea. But that is truly the mystery of Utah radio. <laughs> yeah. like, like, where can 6,000 people go in two minutes? Well, even here in Lehigh, <laughs> oh, if you yeah. think about this rodeo, they're, they're already sold out. Uh, John uh, John and uh, Stan uh-huh. and all the guys here at Lehigh, they already say we, we're sold out. Right. After that bull bucks, before they get to the last part of, of uh, Happy Trails, <laughs> There's not even a car in the parking lot. No. There's and no they have to walk two miles to get here. There's no beer cans. There's no nacho wrappers. Everybody's just gone. It Alien is the damnedest thing in rodeo. Alien reduction. Well, no, it happens in Nephi, 
Spanish Fork. Uh, It happens everywhere but Moab. (laughs) (laughs) They sell uh, beer there? In Moab, uh, they don't sell beer, but somehow everybody finds a way to be drunk. So, (laughs) I don't know. You're Uh, talking to the wrong guy. Like Tomlin says, you think that's popcorn and then brown paper sacks. That's just where the Mormons hide their whiskey. There you go. Uh, so Bob Tom, Tom I, I want me. you to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bobby T, which he's uh, doing a great job at the Reno Rodeo. And been fun to listen to Bob be Bob and talk about Wenamaka, Nevada. How's you everybody feeling? We've got to get the we've got to get the story of him. And I don't know if he told it on one of the two episodes about where the bull jumped out at Reno. Did he tell that? It's been so long since he's been on. And he stuck the microphone in his, you know, in the back of his pants and grabbed a rope off. This is back in the day where he was on horseback. And he goes taking off after this bull. And he said he was running top speed down this row of Porta Johns. And and this lady stepped out right as he was running by. And he rolled her down about four or five Porta Johns. They roped the bull and they get him back in. He takes the microphone out and says, well, folks, we're all good here. Everything's fine. Except the paramedics need to go to the Porter Johns on the east side. I think I've killed a woman. <laughs> that sounds like a shitty situation. <laughs> and they probably went, you know what, Bob? It's okay, Bob. Roll it's ahead. Okay, Bob. It's fine. You're Bob Tolman. Like, the lady probably broke her hip and then sent him a, a, a nude in the mail <laughs> and a Polaroid. And a Dear Polaroid. Bob. Dear Bob. Thank you. Thank you for running me over. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I want to say. This is not a raw, but you know, you can, you can, you can imagine what I. We're not. I thought we were doing. I thought we were doing Tom Raw today. Tom Raw. No, Tom's been done enough raw in his day. (laughs) Tom, Tom, take us back. Take us back. Fifty-eight years old. Fifty-eight years old. A life in rodeo. Let's. Is it 68 or 58? Well, it's about 59 <laughs> now. 59. I want to make one of those memes. 10 years to the 69. I want to make one of those memes with the like the 90-year-old cowboy and says, stock contract is not hard on anybody. Look at me. I'm 38 and feel good. <laughs> then put at Tom Newens underneath. But Tom, take us back like way back. I want, I want to hear the Tom Newens story of how you got to here. How I got to here. Uh, I don't know how I exactly got to here. But uh, it was a it was a fun lifestyle. Rodeoing had me a couple of really cool traveling partners, Brad Germanson and Marty Jandrew, and uh, we rodeoed quite hard for five or six years. Those boys both made it to the NFR, maybe won won the world like four or five times. Um, we did have some fun back in our younger years. Of, traveling up and down the roads and back then we didn't go to the gym every morning that was one thing we missed out on a little bit i guess but we did after the performance was over and go have a spear or two now tom this is rub chat this is where we <laughs> you are telling rodeo queen answers i don't hear oh we rodeoed, had some fun we want to hear some stories well, we've had some uh, really close calls in airplanes. God bless our uh, pilot who uh, passed away in a plane wreck. But Johnny Morris was our pilot. And the very first time I flew with Johnny Morris was quite exciting. We uh, met up in 
Miles City, Montana. Johnny flew up there and his plane picked us up, and we're going up to Canada for a couple of rodeos. And mind you, little boy from North Dakota had never been in an airplane, let alone a little airplane. And we take off, go up, go to our first rodeo in British Columbia somewhere, and I can't remember what the name of it was. But then we caught a ride back over to a rodeo in over by Lethbridge, and Johnny picked up a couple bareback riders you might have heard of, Wayne Herman, Marvin Garrett, and then they were going to fly back to us, and we're all going to get back in the plane and go to Miles City. Well, when we left, we took off, and Johnny said it might be a little weather in the air on the way up here, so I need to kind of fly the valleys and, and uh, not quite get up over top of the mountains today. So as we took off and we got, we're just about to where we're going to meet the boys and we're flying up the one last canyon and the snowstorm socked in. So we had to turn around and as we were turning around, the wings were just barely off the side of the mountain. We got turned around and out of there. And we went out and circled around for a little bit and said, I think it's clear enough we can make it now. So we took off back in there and we get up there so now we cannot turn around and it really starts snowing so johnny he drops her down onto the highway we're about 10 feet above the highway and i'm sitting on the in the back brad johnny are up front and uh johnny says hey, tom do you think you can read them road signs down there and tell us when we're gonna get out and i was like all right so I remember looking down and it said Lethbridge, 12 kilometers. I told Johnny we're about six miles from there. He said, okay. We got out, made it to the airport, Lethbridge, landed, went into the to the hangar, into the terminal, and to uh, and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police pulled in. And they asked if we'd happen to see a Cessna 210 flying around out there. <laughs> And we were like, no, sir, no, we surely haven't. We just come in from down south, and we just landed here because of the storm. He said, all right, well, if you see another plane land, just kind of let us know, please. And I was like, yes, sir, yes, sir, that's exactly what we'll do. So, but no, it was it was wild. I can't really say much about my two partners. No, you they really can. You know, I mean, you know, they're married, respectable men. I'm the yeah, divorced guy, of, you know. Two, you know, two lovely wives that, you know, I have uh, a, <laughs> and so I can't uh, say that I was all two. that respectful. But I will tell you this, though. It had to be so much fun rodeoing back in the day before Facebook and Instagram when, and, yeah. and cell, phone. cell phones. Yes. Back in the day when you're rodeoing, you want to get wild. You can get wild yeah. and no one could know who you are. Exactly. exactly. But anymore, it's you can't. changed so much. Not that yeah. I ever was wild, but no, no, no. I mean, I've heard all kinds of stories about Rumford, and I've heard <laughs> nothing that is true of the utmost, <laughs> most respectful stories I've ever heard. Well, well, in, in my defense, though, I mean, a lot of those stories are embellished, especially your boss, Heath Stewart. Heath Stewart, you think so he'll embellish? He'll embellish his story? Oh, he is terrible. Really? I cannot he, wait till we get terrible. Heath Stewart on. Oh, my God. That will definitely have to be a raw. Yeah, yeah a two-parter. Oh, two-parter. Two-part two like raw. We still, we still got, yeah, we still got to do another one with Maury. <laughs> Maury brought <laughs> notes. 
Maury brought notes to Denver just to, to, to get on rump chat. Well, and we have another was, one with Jordan Holland too, because he's got. Oh uh, yeah. Agent. Yeah. We, we're over, we're, uh, we're well over a million downloads and we have so we haven't even really got into a lot, but he's, uh, Stuart, he, he's not getting the mic without a little editing because his stories, like you, you guys think that I embellish, he takes a little bit of truth and mixes it with a whole lot of bullshit. You think? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. About when that. I, when, you know, the one story that he likes to say is how stupid I am about running frontier trucks out of diesel. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Because the yeah. story is, if I had a dollar for every Frontier truck I've ran out of diesel, diesel. I'd have $4. <laughs> and Heath is like, you dumbass. So when I was trucking for the Frontier Rodeo, we had a credit card, you know. For, uh-huh. Is it yeah. still like that, or you guys got more than one? Well, we, we have two. So you either need to fuel up at the same time or run out of fuel. Well, and Heath always, he, you know, he tries to. He's got a little bit of a uh, little bit of one of our other stock contractor friends in him. We'd, we'd go to fuel up, and you know we're fueling up a semi, and he's like, "Go ahead and put thirty-eight gallons in it." Like we're going to Florida, you know. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, we'll get fuel later. It's gonna be cheaper." It's a, it's up a, the road. Yeah, it's a dime che- dime cheaper up the road. Exactly. Well, so exactly. then, so we'd get in the truck, and then he, you know, would be in front of me, then he'd drive one hundred twenty mile an hour, then run off of me, then I wouldn't know where he pulled over. And so I just run out of fuel trying to find him, and then he would get so mad at me, and uh, you know, he he would, and he still says, oh, you "Dumbass!" I'm like, "I told you, he, I wanted to get fuel. You said no." <laughs> so in my defense, I'm right, and he's a dumbass. Would you agree to that, Tom? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll agree. I'll agree. I'll agree. I think the one that took the worst out of the whole you running out of fuel was Webster, when he was like. 16 years old and you guys left them at the truck stop in Alabama. Oh, we did with the trailer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that, that actually happened. So Webster, uh, is catching ride to Arcadia, uh, you know, cause it's cheaper than driving. And, uh, so we had, I was in the semi and Ryan, um, Bestel. Ryan Bestel and Webster were, were right. following me in the pickup and deuce neck. And I told Heath or as we like to call him big, stupid, <laughs> Hey, I need diesel. Ah, you bear right for a little bit, won't you? Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, when these things run out, as long as you say they're okay, Heath, they'll keep going. They'll keep going. Because that's how these cat engines run. Uh, so we ran out of fuel, and I called Heath, and I go, hey, I'm out of fuel. He's like, you are so stupid. <laughs> and I'm, and it's 4 o'clock in the morning. We're in the middle of nowhere in Alabama. And I don't mean on an interstate. I mean on a road, <laughs> like a two-laner. And so I tell Webster, I said, uh, I got this plan. Uh, we, we couldn't, you know, we couldn't unhook, like we were, it's raining, it's wet. So uh, I, we couldn't unhook the gooseneck. So I said, let's just take the truck and trailer to town. So we go into this, we find this truck stop in the middle of nowhere. Have you seen any of those horror movies? Like when you yeah. pull up on the, it's not even like a flying J.R. Loves. <laughs> yeah. Just says like yeah. truck stop. Truck stop. Yes. Uh-huh. So we roll into one of these at four in the morning. And uh, my plan is we're going to put fuel in the back tank of the, the rodeo Dodge. Then we're gonna unhook the uh, unhook one of the lines and then pour it into a can and then in the Bones semi. Ran. Yeah, Bones ran. Bones again. You, oh, it's just he, Troy, it's just Troy Bryant. And so you would, you would get it, except you can't get out right now. I can't. <laughs> I'm locked in. My belly locked. But so anyhow, I go in there and uh, 
the lady, I said, hey, uh, we're not going to be able to take this this trailer back. So I said, is it cool if we unhook this trailer at this truck stop and, and we'll uh, we'll come back when we get the semi started? And she goes, yeah, you can leave your trailer here, but you better leave somebody with it. People around here be crazy. You leave a trailer, they be stealing your shit. I'm like, all right, no problem. So I'm like, hey, Webb. Webster's 18. I'm like, I need you to stay at this truck stop with these special people. There was a, there was uh, a lot of big, ugly white dudes in the parking lot selling. Uh, trying to, they, they were selling uh, body enhancements. Uh, and so I left Webster at that truck stop in the middle of the night, nowhere, Alabama. And uh, he didn't talk to me for days. He was I can't bad. Imagine. So we go back there, we get the truck started, and then we go back, and, and the trailer was fine, everything was good. But the funny part of that whole deal was uh, the Cuban, Naughty Exposito. Naughty. They call him Cuba. Naughty. He would have never come to the Frontier Ranch if it wasn't for me. Really? Yeah. How did you get him hired now? So easy. I didn't get him hired. So oh. when we went to leave Florida, you know, uh, Cuba, he was just down there working. He thought he did this all the time. He thought he said, I tell you, he stood there, how stupid you are. I come over there to get a horse. And he had two horses sat on me. And I come around to get the clothes. He said, get, get, get. I, Is that not exactly how he talks? That sounds exactly. like not. You know, like in every rodeo exactly. you go to, you have the people that are just there helping. Like just for the weekend, they're like, that's their thing. Yeah. They help. Their, uh-huh. Yep. So we go to leave and uh, Keith already had left. I said, hey, uh, Naudi, what are you? What are, you, what are you doing for work? He's like, I'm not doing anything. I said, well, shoot, you come to Freedom. He's like, really? I said, yeah, we'll get you a job. So he went and got his stuff, and I brought him from uh, uh, Fort Pierce, Florida, back to Freedom, Oklahoma, and left him at the Frontier Ranch. True story. A true story, and he is a complete uh, – he just finished out the ensemble of people at the Frontier Rodeo Ranch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> What says Freedom, Oklahoma, like a really tall bareback rider from Cuba? <laughs> yes, exactly. Where is he? Is he still there? Is he just on the ranch, or did he go back? To no, no, he's, I haven't a, seen he's, him. He, he's in Florida now. He's in Arcadia. I, say, I haven't seen him in a he's while. A, yeah, yeah. He's a, he'll be in Spanish Fork with us. Awesome. He'll be in Spanish Fork with us. I, yeah. I would say we I'm should both. get Naughty on, but I don't know if we'll, if anybody will be able to understand <laughs> I understand, and it would definitely have to be a raw because his little kid, his little boy, his first words was the MFR. Oh. I mean, uh, Cuba has not a clean mouth at all. He would That's be, okay. We can do that. Well, I mean, you've had Fred on here. You've had Fred <laughs> yeah. on here. Fred will drop a bomb. Fred, <laughs> Fred is a only a partial frontier truck driver partial for the yeah. truck driver yes yes he's, he's junior yeah. varsity trucking junior varsity yes we call him in on special occasions yeah fred for i'm, I'm gonna start calling him fred for hire fred <laughs> yeah that's exactly yes fred's yeah. for hire fred is for fred hire. uh fred though when fred. we were in alaska we we decided we were going to drink beer till the sun goes down and in Alaska, the sun doesn't I mean, go down. Yeah. Did you drink three? Three. <laughs> Big mistake. It's a little rough for me and me and Fred Rock. Uh, nor- nor- Fred. Normally, a person as skinny as Fred wouldn't hang with you uh, very easily. But the caveat is Fred is from Wisconsin, where drinking uh, beer is a prerequisite from uh, kindergarten on. So yes. drinking beer and eating sausage. 
<laughs> I got it. I got a new name for Fred Thatcher. Duba, Duba two. <laughs> Who's going to work for more? Who's going to work for more stock Fred contractors? Yeah. Who's going to work for more stock contractors this year? Dusty Duba or Fred uh, Betcher? Oh, that's a that's a tough. That's a good one, isn't it? That's a good question. That's a good question. I know they're both off working for different contractors this weekend. Well, so, I just hope I get to see Fred. And I love Dusty too, but Fred's, oh, yeah. Fred's been a friend yeah. a long time. I hope I get to see him. Yeah, well, I do believe old Freddie will be over there in Spanish Fork too. I know really? he'll be there the first day for the extremes. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's always good to see Fred, and it's always good to see him leave. <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> of course, so, Fred. Um, Fred um, yeah, yeah, Fred. So anyway, he, go ahead. Go. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was gonna say, Fred. Uh, Fred is. Uh, Come off of a long-term trucking job for the Vold Rodeo Company, uh, yes, and uh, moved on to and, other and flight things. man, and flight man, yeah, and flight man. Now, now he's employed by. I don't. I'm not sure who he's employed by this weekend. Well, if you, you know, if you watch his Snapchats, you'll find out. Oh yes, he's yes. a good snapper, and he will. And he's a really good speller. Have you ever noticed how good Fred can spell? I have not noticed that. You, you should, you should see some of his Snapchats. <laughs> you should see how he spells some. Oh, so Tom, uh, Tom, uh, I want to, I want to ask you a question. You know, I've seen, I've seen you sweat quite a bit. Uh, I've been to quite a few hot rodeos with you. Um, and I've seen you, I've seen you a little, I've seen you a little ticked off, but what is the worst thing that's happened to you running the shoots? Like, I mean, has anybody just told any guy just told you to F off or tell us, you know, our listeners a a story because it's very frustrating when you're you're essentially the middleman because you're responsible for the you know one of the main parts i should say responsible for the fluid um of the production the fluidity of the production you know getting these guys out getting them going making sure the rewrites coming up communicating between the production up here and and, and on the floor down there um and on both sides i respect i love tom a lot because he hustles to you'll see him at both ends a lot of contractors don't even know that there's kind of an end you know they have a guy down there but he's just running the neck rope and not getting guys in or even barrel racers calling barrel racers in so um but uh do you got any horror stories of of running the buck and shoots or the time event shoot um no i mean i mean i've come to realize that you can uh holler and scream and throw fit as much as you want to not really gonna make a big difference on what they do but if you just have a i mean in the beginning it was tough because nobody like who are you and why are you telling me what to do but no over the years you get a rapport with you guys and respect yeah i mean yeah i mean a little respect and it's just like I told Tilden the other day, because I Tilden and I, Hooper, we have a little thing. I texted him a few days ago, and I told me he had like six thousand three hundred and twenty-two hours and fifteen minutes to get ready for Cody, Wyoming. And he said, "You think you could text me back a few minutes closer?" And I was like, "Just sure, yeah." I just, you know, I mean, he just gotta play with him a little bit, you know. I mean, it's all give and take. I mean, you, you can hustle them as fast as you can and and get the 
opposite results of what you're trying to do. So, mm -hmm. I mean, if you work with everybody and understand what's going on, I mean, it's, it's all I mean, fun. I, actually, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've gotten very mad at some people for reasons, you know, that, I mean, <laughs> because that they're just, because they're just screwing around, you know, and I mean, yeah. like, you know, just well, do what you do. Guyman this year. <laughs> <laughs> what you yelled at that kid? <laughs> Let's hear that. I want to hear that. I know oh, that. What did I say, Hambone? I, I can't really remember the wordage because I was really. Uh, oh I, my I God. Now I'm banking on it. You said something. I, uh, I can't you said even I could. I would nod my ears. Oh, now I'm blanking. Now, now this is ruining the story. I, I know it's ruining the story. I can't really remember what I said, but it was. Well, what uh, happened was there was a lot of young guys um, in the bull riding. In, in the, the bull riding, and they were taking forever. And they're getting these bulls to start fighting them is what was the yes. problem. Yes. Um, and then, you know, once the bulls started fighting them and then they would just lose their mind. And then by the time you wait, Rump, it was, just, it was multiple perfs of this. And then it's always by the time they nod, I mean, they don't make it barely past the end of the gate. Gate, yes. And yes. Uh, yes. damn it, now I'm pissed. I'm so mad at myself. I, I'm sorry, everybody, that just wasted uh, yeah. your time on we, this. We wasted I, thought, time I was on hoping it. Tom would remember because I, I can't remember, actually remember. I can't remember exactly what I said. Because you were pretty yes, pissed. Because was, I was I was very pissed, yes. I mean, they, they had to have a vodka tonic right after the rodeo because he was so mad. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, it was the bull riding that night was just, uh, terrible. There was a top 15 bull rider from years back that was there that night. And he asked this one kid that was trying to get on a bull and get out. He <laughs> yeah. said, how did you even get a PRCA? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. there. See, I mean, yeah. When you have people fighting your battles for you, you don't have to get mad. Yeah. It's just uh, there are some days that nothing goes right. There are other days and everything yeah. goes absolutely smooth. But I will say the very first year that I was a shoe boss at the NFR, there was me and my sidekick, my assistant shoe boss, Brent Sutton. The and Brent the Sutton. first performance, we uh, rolled it off like in record time. Like it was it was something to behold. Sean Davis called us in. Man, you guys did good. That was great. That was awesome. So Brent and I, we get like really big heads. And we go in and do the buck order, the load order, and everything for the second performance. And we have all kinds of these little uh, checks that we do before we send these sheets out to everybody. Well, we did so good that first night that surely we surely don't need to do any of that cross-checking shit tonight. So we just sent the papers off to everybody. Second night, went through the bareback ride, and it went without a hitch. We run the Bronx in. Brent comes running up to me and said, Tom, we have a problem. And I said, oh, yeah, what would our problem be, Brent? He said, well, the horse that we're supposed to be bucking 15th is loaded first. And I'm like, well, what? The heck are you talking about? So uh, we had a little computer glitch, and so I said, "Well, let's turn them out and reload." So there is a little gate there at the NFR that is called the Tom Newton's gate that we put in, especially for my, <laughs> for me. 
So yeah. we spilled all the horses. We reloaded them. They still weren't right. The horse that was supposed to buck 15 still ended up being the first horse to be bucked. So as luck would have it, the great Cody Wright, he was uh, winning the world that year. I went and told Cody. I said, Cody, I said, I've messed up. You were supposed to be the last person out tonight. He said, but you are now going to be the first person. I hope that doesn't upset you too bad. And Cody's like, I don't care. I'll get on with it. So then I had to go tell Mr. Sean Davis of my <laughs> It's mistake. like going to the principal's office. <laughs> it's worse oh. than going to the principal's office. So I went up and told Sean. I said, Sean, I messed up. He said, uh, well, go fix it. I said, all right, I will go fix it. So I went down there. And the only people that really knew that we messed up because all the bronc riders were great and everything turned out fine was the people at TV because we gave them a list and Cody Wright was supposed to go last, and he actually went first. And, but it all went good, and then after that performance, I was really figured that we were going to get called into the office again for Sean to tell us to pack our bags and leave. And he called us in, and he said, now that was a great job. He said, right there proves that not everything has to go as planned. You just need to do your job. So yeah. I took that as a compliment. Yeah, and, and I is. think to me, to me the time, you know, like anybody's ever going to leave rodeo going, man, that was such a great rodeo, but did they buck two horses out of order? <laughs> like that's one thing that it's always pissed me off back to my Omaha days yeah. when I loaded one horse out of order, when Lisa Bailey had the lights <laughs> shut off and I'm trying to load, uh, you know, J bar J horses and Mossbrecher horses in the dark with a <laughs> cell phone, a, a sword and stick and a bad attitude, you know, to go for you. It didn't go good. We loaded, we bucked one horse out of order, and we had a whole meeting the second day. You remember that, Ambo? Oh yeah. We, we had a meeting. Oh, yeah. Like, well, we made a mistake last night. Somebody didn't do their job. Like, turn the damn lights on. You can't load wild ass shit in the dark. But in a way, though, that in your in your job, it is. It's it don't matter how good of a sound man you got. It don't matter how good of a clown you got. Uh, the announcer, the flow of the rodeo is from the people loading the and the shoe boss. I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, I'm not trying to kiss your ass, Tom, because no, I don't no. have to, because I could beat the shit out of you. I know, I know. So I'm know. not trying to be nice, but right. would you not agree 100% on that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you have to, the team that's back behind loading has more to do with what's going on than the announcer, clowns, the sound man, the lighting show. I mean, they're the ones that keep the whole thing rolling. I mean, if they're not getting stock in, you're not bucking anything. They're not getting time to vent stuff in. You're not running anything. And it just slows down the rodeo and it becomes just yeah. boring. I mean, that's why I give, I give so much credit to like our, our local committee here. I mean, they're, they are so good. They've been in the same job every year for a long time and they care because they pay attention. They're not just doing it for a badge and, you know, and, and to be on the yeah. cowboy channel. They actually care because we only have on the far end, one way in, one way out, you know, to get barrel racers, time to all the time events in and out. And it's, it's a logistical nightmare, um, in this whole building that we have, but, and, right. and on the other end, it's hard to load, you know, you kind of go down into it and it's, so it is, it is 100. You can, I can, any production guy can make down to the 32nd, you know, <laughs> we can, you can have it all scripted out, but if you yeah. don't have that ground crew, and someone out front and a good time of it guy I'll, I'll give my brother my brother is the best in the business 
He, uh, second, best. Second, second best. Second best. Tony. Tony. He goes oh. Tony Amaral. Tony. Andy no, Hill. my brother's my brother's better than Tony. I, I love, don't know. I you better him. talk to Tony about that. I'll tell Tony his face. I I love Tony. <laughs> Tony and I talk all the time. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, my Tony. brother's the best. Uh, yeah. But you got, I mean, because there's so many times, you know, you got to wait, you have, you need to wait uh, 60 seconds for Rump to do his intro and the Bulldoggers are going down, you know, and then all the, you know, and, and a guy like my brother uh, who gets it and knows where Rumford's about to wrap it up, then he's, he's getting that Bulldogger over or you, you know, okay, yeah. he's about done, get on in here. So you're not like, okay, everybody, let's ready to go to the steer wrestling. And then he's over in the corner, you know, adjusting the stirrups Stirps or something and, like that. Yeah, Bullens, it's yeah. everything. It's absolutely everything when it comes to a rodeo production. Is a good, yeah. good arena directors, and obviously good crews in the back. But yeah, that's just a little inside there, Rump Chat Nation. And yeah. I want to sh- give a shout out to Brett Franks. Uh, around the shoots at the college finals. Brett Franks, NFR Bronkrider, rodeo coach of Clarendon. Uh, he did a phenomenal job. He did a really good job. You know because. And pro rodeos, those guys know what to expect. But, I mean, at, at the college finals, there's some of those kids that I watch. You know, I don't do a lot during the college finals, waiting for the bull riding, as you guys all pointed out. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, when, you, when you're, you're trying to get these kids that aren't quite prepared, they're not at a yeah. level that some are. I mean, exactly. there, there's, like I said before, there's a little bit of everything. Look at Dalen Swearingen. You know, he won the yeah. college finals. And then they couldn't talk him into coming back another semester at Panola after he wins, you know, 386000 Yeah. But then there's the kids that uh, I'm not going to say any schools, but, like, I'll make one up. Like the Tom Newens uh, College of Southern Idaho's Community A&M Tech. That <laughs> yeah. You don't know how they got there yeah. or or what rodeo they went to get there. Yeah. Yes. So like, there's a, I call it rodeo, and I was really wondering, damn, I wish I could have went. Where did you call it rodeo? I called it rodeo for uh, Dickinson State, Dickinson State University for a year, and then for Riverton, Wyoming. I did. I actually claimed for fame as I got on Mr. T in the bull ride. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. The Mr. T. The Mr. T, yes. Not the the second or third Mr. T. No, not the second or the Burns. The Burns. 71, Mr. T. Did you ride him? Uh, no, I did not. But I think if I wouldn't have opened my eyes, I would. Did you wear a protect vest? Uh, no, I did not have. Is it true that back then you guys never wore protection? (laughs) Neither, neither blade, (laughs) neither hat nor vest. (laughs) Yeah, neither hat nor. Oh yeah. How about right now? (laughs) No, no. You don't have yours on. No. 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 Tom Tom actually wears a condom every every hour of the day, just in case. Well, at my age, Listen. you never can tell. And that may be the last chance you get. Tom, do you have, you know what Cialis is? <laughs> now, Tom's uh, salad age. Salad dressing? N- never trust a fart. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Never no. pass a bathroom and always never. wear a condom. Exactly. <laughs> do you ever, when you're trucking, do you ever have to shit in the ditch? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Yes, yes, yes. Do, you truthful. don't just cut a have hole you- in the sleeper and put a bucket over it? Do, oh, no, no. Do you think no, that's no, no. true? Have you heard that trucker about the... the that's the true. Somebody has texted me. That is a very true thing. That what? That, that, that there's a group of truckers oh, out there yes, that uh-huh. are not from here. Yes. And yes, they, yes. they take poops in, in their sleeper holes. Yes. Uh-huh. Is yes, that true? That's true. That's yeah, 100% true. They have goats that ride with them, too. Poor right. shit. Yes. No, no. Goat shit. <laughs> is, is have it, you seen a goat? I've seen a goat. 
in the trunk. They'll open the sleeper oh. door occasionally, and you can see a goat sticking his head out. I'm not sure if it's for milk or what, but yes, goats. or for milk goat, <laughs> beef goat. Well, it's kind of a milk. No. Instead of a lot lizard, you got a lot goat. <laughs> lot goat. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> oh, that. But it's goat. true. It is true. Yeah. Uh, would <laughs> gotta get back to trucking. <laughs> I will say, like, I'm a big supporter, and we have a ton of truckers listening to Rump Chat. Thank you guys for what you do. But like, it is hard. The trucking deal is so hard now because of. Uh, the demand for truck drivers, like you think how hard it is to get a CDL. Also, it's not uh, like we yeah. talked about you with Swift earlier. Yeah, so how, That's just how. a joke. Uh, <laughs> Tom doesn't work for Swift full time, but this, <laughs> the reason that I make fun of Swift is because every, like you never see a Swift truck without a dent or a ding and they rip off bumpers and, yeah. and they crash in ditches. But like uh, the trucker deal, that's one thing I love about the frontier rodeo company, man, they, they keep their trucks looking classy. You know, if you think about the glory days of trucking long hood peats and, and big stacks and like the drivers look nice. And then, you know, nowadays uh, we have uh, the cookie cutter, you know, the Freightliner Cascadia's all steel wheels with a 900 pound dude and flip flops with this headset peeing in a, in a jug and leaving it at the flying like J. A, like, yeah, I feel like right. truckers uh, lately have kind of got a bad rap when, you know, there's a lot of good ones out there and there's a lot of people that take pride in trucking especially when you're hauling rodeo stack i mean it's not like hauling uh whatever you call yeah. swift yeah uh, you yeah. know but like styrofoam cups toilet paper yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so i mean it, the trucking deal on a to get completely off the subject of rodeo the trucking deal is completely different but you guys get to see a lot of different stuff in trucking because uh this this frontier rodeo look at a map when you when you guys pick up rodeos rodeo. yeah uh, apparently not i have uh we have one rodeo, oh, two rodeos, I guess, that are within a hundred and sixty mile radius of the house. Everything else is Florida, Utah, Wyoming, Nevada, thousand mile trips. Yeah. The, well, I guess Ga Gaiman would be the closest one, huh? Gaiman, Dodge City, too close. To right. Yeah. So just yeah. so their stock, go ahead and buck. Is it true that uh, you guys will load horses in freedom? And drive them to Cheyenne and back, and then buck them and guide them the next day, so they feel like <laughs> they feel like they've had their full trip in. Yes, yes, that was definitely true. Yes. Feed them some of that diesel smoke, Tom. <laughs> that is the only way we could get our bulls bucked. Is they need a thousand mile road trip before you can load them in shoot. We have a few young bulls that need some more diesel smoke. But it's all good. They'll get it. They'll get it. We have a long summer yet. Yeah, yeah you guys really. And because like if you uh if you follow any of these guys, like uh you might be seeing them one truck to Freedom, one truck to Laramie, one truck to Utah, one truck to Elko, uh, then one truck back to the ranch, gonna work at the ranch and build fins and then get a hollow bulldozer over to the neighbors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is that's the motto at Frontier Rodeo is work all day, truck all night. <laughs> yes, yes, that is how we do it. Yeah. Work all day, truck all <laughs> night. That's yeah, a song. That's a band slaughter. <laughs> the record. Is that what you well, jam out to while you're driving? Do you, you rock and roll? I, uh, when I you have a radio. Actually, right at the moment, I have a little radio issue, and I have no radio in my truck. So I've been. What about your phone? Myself. Well, I have my phone and a Bluetooth speaker. 
Do you have do you? Do you put the Bluetooth speaker on your head to talk on the phone? Uh, well, I'm, so, I'm supposed to say yes because you can't be a super tracker if you don't wear the headset. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> yes, I I do talk on the phone occasionally, but you know, DOT reasons you're supposed to use a headset. So yes, of course I use a headset. I am all by the rules. <laughs> Horseshit, liar. <laughs> Yeah, follow no. your Snapchat. Follow Tom Newens on Snapchat. <laughs> Do you have a lot of followers on Snapchat? I have a few. I have a few. Most of them are due to you. <laughs> uh, it's funny because, like, when I would start taking pictures of Swift trucks, uh-huh. and other people started, uh, like, yeah, at Tom Newens. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gary Gilbert. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's been a good one. Lon Danley. Lon Danley's good. We've been getting a lot of Swift. Uh, a lot of Swift trucking. S- Swift trucking employees that I am following now. Yes. Yeah, because uh-huh. they show me how they tip over in the parking lot. So I think that's quite exciting. I haven't done that yet. But. You know what Swift stands for? Uh, Swing ride. It's a truck. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Swift spelled backwards means? Uh, what does it mean? Two freaks in a white semi <laughs> in a white truck. A <laughs> lot. No you semi. Know? You're right. In a semi, in white semi. There you go. And you can you can swap out freaks with other words. I guess I read that on the on the shitter wall, the flying J in in uh, Rollins, Wyoming. Oh yes, Rollins, Wyoming. Very nice, clean. Have, have you ever been trying to? Have you ever, has, has a lot lizard ever tried to pick you up, Tom? Oh uh, yeah, there's uh, Amarillo is a good place for that to happen. Yes. <laughs> Seems like Amarillo. you knew that answer really quick. Amarillo. Funny thing is, Oklahoma I'm going through City. Amarillo. <laughs> Is Amarillo on the way from San Angelo to Prescott? <laughs> I think so. Do you, I think so. Do you think Could that be, they, but... they see them, them white Peterbilts, those shiny brand new white Frontier Rodeo with the red stripe, and they see George Strait, Tom Newen step out onto the fender, and, and those lot lizards like, damn, <laughs> let's do some business. <laughs> let's get it. Some ass, yes. After it's trucking a long ass. time, and yeah, and you've been like, you know what? I've had a good week. I got some extra bucks. Uh, no, no, Tom, no, 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 no. It's no. never crossed your mind. Oh, I can't say that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, of course it's crossed my mind. Never crossed your mind? No. Huh? Stepping out one of them flat tops. When I step out with flat tops, walking up, they come ask me how much, and I say <laughs> I'm not going to do it. That's how. That's how. That's I how much. So let me ask you guys this. Okay, you, Big Bear, Tom, Big Stupid, who's the better <laughs> trucker? Oh, me all day. Oh, uh, well, you know. Tom, Tom, what do you I, think? Him, I'm, him, I'm thinking, you? I'm thinking maybe we, uh, I think maybe someday we ought to have a little trucking rodeo there. I think uh, so. Big Bear, Big Bear. I, I think that'd be I great. I their asses. I rode it's with them, Stuart. <laughs> trucking rodeo. I, uh, I, you me. And big hat. The only time the big hat. The only time I and really John made, Patterson. Uh John Patterson. <laughs> when I ride with John Patterson, there's times when we're going down the highway and both of us are in the sleeper trying to decide whose turn it is to drive. Papa, he's in the back. He's in the snack shack as he calls the sleeper. First time I rode with John Patterson, he uh, I was laying in the back taking me a little nap and he said, Tom, you ready to drive? And I said, Yeah, I guess. I looked up, and he was already sitting in the passenger seat. So I meant right now. It didn't mean in two minutes from now. It meant now. So when he asked you to drive, you best be ready. And if you've never met John Patterson, 
with tell, let's tell our listeners who John John Patterson Papa. is. John Patterson picked up the uh, Fort Worth Stock Show twenty one times. Like there you he's go. A, he was a great pickup man. He's retired now. He's now he's he's been with the Frontier Rodeo for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Uh, he's got new teeth. Yeah, <laughs> so he looks really good, ladies. But John, John uh, he's not much one for being awake. Uh, so, like when I would go with him in the semi trucking, uh, he'd be like, "Hey, I'm too tired. Get up here and drive, Humpy." And he always calls me Humpy because of when I got ran over by a stray bull in Florida, uh, the guy was saying, "Run, Humpy, run." That's a whole other story. Uh, That's a good one. But so anyhow, you got time. I'm too tired to drive, so he'd be in the back. So he, John, get the sleeper and he'd get in his whitey tidy underwear, and then he'd just sit there, set up in the bed, telling me to mash on it. He's like, "We ain't never gonna get there unless you go fast." I said, "I thought you were too damn tired to be awake." Well, I am. Mash on it. Lay your whitey tidy wearing <laughs> old ass down, and I'll get there. <laughs> but the, the reason, okay, so the the story and when Heath is on, John, they can actually probably tell it better but so we were hog hunting in florida and we're in the middle of nowhere and it's about dusk and uh there's it's not a rodeo bull this guy who was probably weighed about 94 pounds was uh with his girlfriend who probably weighed about as much as bruiser i mean she was a, to put it lightly she was a she was a big old biggin she was a bob big old biggin she she was Super nice lady, but she was fat. Boy, she's fat. That's okay. You know, I'm fat too, whatever. Well, so uh, he's got these these dogs, and they go after these hogs. And, and I didn't want to run anymore. I was tired. I'd already been bit by an alligator earlier that day when he let the alligator bite me on the thumb when I was trying to take a picture for Facebook. It's a small alligator. Um, so anyhow, this stray bull comes out of nowhere and starts hooking the, the big lady in the butt. I never seen it. And I look, and, and he's going, run, honey, run. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? And he looks over at me and he goes, run, humpy. I said, run from what? Then about that time, this bull, this Angus bull comes up out of the Florida swamp and knocks me down and starts hooking the shit out of me right in front of John Patterson. And John has got a sort stick and he's trying to hit the bull in the head, but about every third swing, he misses the bull and hits me in the face. <laughs> And he's going, get up, puppy! Get up, puppy! He's going to kill you! So now the Frontier Rodeo, and that's been 12 years ago, but 10 or 12 years ago, so now every Frontier Rodeo person calls me Humpy. Yeah. Because yeah. of the big gal in Florida that got me ran. I got bit by an alligator and ran over by a stray bull in nine hours. In nine oh, hours. Baby. Do the Humpty Hump. Come on and do the Humpty Hump. You know, the funniest part is when she was getting, she got piled up about four foot from me and I was getting hooked. I look over. She was still trying to get up. So <laughs> she didn't have cat like reflexes. Like so you I, saved a woman's life. No, <laughs> but I will say this. Her boyfriend was an asshole because he just left her. He jumped. He jumped up on the, the deal with John Patterson. So, <laughs> was he young? Get up, Humpty, and his wife. <laughs> he was young, honey. Get John up, Bob. John was getting to, get up, Humpty. Everybody's yelling. And, oh, get up. Don't lay here and get hooked. <laughs> Oh, don't! No. But it's fun. You I hate, hate that. that. You oh, hate dude. the obvious yell. Oh, you hate God. that. Dude, that that's what. Watch they that mean. bull. He'll hook you. Oh, oh, watch the bull. 
watch do or don't watch them. Do do watch it. Do watch it. Do that. I do hate that. <laughs> and that's why I'd be a shitty rough stock rider when John's like, go ahead and get ready. Or you know, when Tom says, hurry up. Oh, hurry up. Don't take my time. Don't get in here and take my or hurry. Yeah. Do I have time? No. No time. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, have you ever thought about wearing polyester when you shoot bots? Ah, no. <laughs> Did you ride? Did you ever ride Bronx with Uncle Benny was the shoot boss? Yes. Yeah. Did he, did he chew your ass? Every time. Really? Every time. Yeah. And then whack me on the back and tell me to nod my head. Yes. Every time. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, one time, North Platte, Nebraska, him and Mark Baker, who's fairly big boy, they both pulled the flank on my horse. Apparently, this horse needed some flank because Benny and Mark Baker both had a hold of the flanks around. Made him extremely easy to ride. It was so nice, just popped out across there. So fun. <laughs> oh, I don't feel like uh, you're telling the truth on that. <laughs> you know, I I, I'm I'm truth. sensing sarcasm. No, I'm sensing sarcasm. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. No, it's sarcasm. Definitely sarcasm. Well, I hate to bring this up, but I mean, I need to bring this up. Uh, we just currently got the winner of the Rump Chat Pro Fantasy Rodeo Prize Package. Uh, Fred Betcher's calling me right now. Fred Betcher. This isn't even live, is it? Oh, God. Am I streaming right now? (laughs) Are you? No, I'm not. We're not streaming. Okay. It's just recording. But that's funny. uh, He's got a bug. He's got a bug in your camper. (laughs) That was surprising. What was I saying? I just missed. You were talking about uh, our our prize pack winner. Prize pack. So we got uh, the guy. He's from Texas and. Uh, we got him his Pro Fantasy Rodeo Rub Chat belt. We got him all his stuff. The one thing he has not got, we promised in Pro Fantasy Rodeo, in our prize package, it says a weekend with Tom Newins. <laughs> Remember that in the prize pack? Oh, yeah. And he, yeah, but boy, he declined the, it. This kid that did not want the, the package oh, of two nights. It. Really? No. So I say yeah. Hambo this year. And Pro Fantasy Rodeo uh, – is, is coming on back with Rump Chat, and it's going to be even bigger and better in Las Vegas. Uh, we're so excited to have them. So I want to double down on Pro Fantasy Rodeo and put not one weekend with Tom, two oh my God. weekends with Tom Newins. What do you think? A, that is a two weekends. Well, I don't know because, um, I, I mean, I guess that kid's smart enough to realize that he would be working at a rodeo somewhere on vacation. You can either but, spend two weeks with Tom Newins or one week in Ike Sankey's basement. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you rather do? I love Ike. Oh my God. I'm hoping that people think. Do you ever, I don't, do you ever, do you ever put stuff in your top lip? Uh, no, no, no. Not I man not. enough. No. Not, <laughs> not man enough. Not man enough. Oh, What was the saying that she said? What? Was that, what was that about the the chew in the top lip. You had described that. To oh, train, the train wreck. wreck. My dad always and, called uh, it a train wreck. A train wreck. <laughs> yeah. I'm they I smile and they always got, I mean, just chew all over their front teeth. Oh, yeah. This was something else. There, you said there was only three guys that you knew. Oh, yeah. That you, yeah. What I, was that say? Three, three guys that train wrecked. <laughs> Ike Sankey. Number two is. Matt Scott, who's the third? The Maybe train Kyle. Kyle Chapin. 
baby Kyle. JD Feller. <laughs> Did you say JD? Not as JD doesn't train wreck. Yeah, he does. He always had put it in his top lip. Who's that? Oh, by the way, JD Feller, our good friend. Oh, by yeah. the way, oh, yeah. so this is a funny uh, little side note story. But um, at Weatherford, JD and his wife, uh, Kylie, and their sweet baby Virgil came up and visited us. Um, when it was, I think it was on the, one of the cooler days. I think it was only 107 that day. Um, no, nice. wait, that was the last Saturday. It was 109. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. And, and she has, she's from Florida has, a, and they had friends down there or whatever. And this guy, he's a firefighter. Well, he happens to listen to rump chat and not through them. Like, and all of a sudden one day, uh, his wife who's friends with Kylie said, Hey, um, you know, my husband listens to this podcast called Rump Chat. Do you know those guys? She's like, well, yeah. She's like, well, is it JD? Is the is that your JD, the one that they always reference? <laughs> so um, I'm blanking on his name, but shout out to our Florida man, uh, friends with the fellers. So anyway, back to you. Um, <laughs> side note also, don't forget Sydney, Iowa, Rump Chat. Worst yeah. wreck of the day award. Oh, hundred bucks. Hundred bucks for worst record of the day. That could be in any event, even in the grand entry. Really? Yeah, that would be good. So yeah, I'm, I'm you don't have excited. to be a PRCA contestant to win it. To win a hundred dollars. I hope, and I hope, uh, Tom, and you'll agree to this. Uh, I hope in August we have rodeo contestants. <laughs> that, yes, yes. Yeah. What's that, What's your that, thought on that? Well, my thoughts are that if we, I mean, usually it is after Cheyenne, Wyoming, when. People's dreams for the year have been crushed. <laughs> that they start turning out at rodeos. Mm-hmm. Well, this year, I can't believe there is a, as many entered right now during the Fourth of July as there. I mean, the price of fuel is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're rodeoing for fuel money right now, and by the time the Fourth of July is over. If you did not win some checks, how can you possibly afford to keep buying six dollar diesel fuel to go to another rodeo? I mean, I, I just, I mean, I hope those guys have tremendous sponsors and they all win thousands of dollars over the Fourth of July. But well, it's, it's going to be hard. It's scary. It is so scary to think about. Like, I can't even imagine with you guys. Half the or any stock contractors or any, um, we're we're doing wheat harvest in Kansas right now. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the farmers and ranchers and everybody that has to have fuel. They can't have a smart car <laughs> to do the shit they need to do. Yeah, like our stupid ass politicians. How about shout out to everybody? Doesn't matter what you do for a living to keep grinding to do what you have to for your yeah. family. Doesn't matter. Milk is uh, everything's up. But we try not to get on the downside of things. I think, on though, for but. rodeo, if people would be smart, uh, like team ropers usually go by themselves or with their girlfriends or wives, right. I think they're going to have to start doubling up. You know? Yeah. Uh, rough stock guys, I don't think change a lot because they all kind of, you know, you can get five bronc riders in a minivan. You know? Yeah. The minivan's only like 120 to fuel up. So that's pretty cheap. You know, yeah. by the time you split it up. But it is. Oh, just it's scary to think about what our our fuel price because I mean it sucks. Like I was telling you yesterday, it's not even fun to get farm fuel anymore. <laughs> it's, it's not like, even fun to be illegal. Yeah, you're still getting 
screwed. It's four ninety eight a gallon for farm fuel. So what's the point of like you don't feel good about it putting it in your truck because it's still five dollars. Exactly. Not that I do, but I'm sure there's right. people yeah. out there that have put yeah. farm fuel in right. a non for non in a, yeah. There's a lot of bad farm people fuels. out there. Yeah, now. yeah, like yeah. You don't see many trucks oh, around here. Does it? <laughs> You don't see too many trucks other than a white Dodge with that red dye in there, exhaust pipe around Lehigh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I would I would love to see them draw fuel on your pickup, Bear. I, like I said, I'm, I'm all natural now. Take that time in Douglas, Wyoming. I took Servi's truck in to get <laughs> fixed. And, and this has been 15 years ago. <laughs> the, the tech comes in. He's like, this foot filter's a little red. <laughs> it's kind of pink. Uh, and I'm like, not my truck, sir. I'll go get to you. I'm just here. It identifies as a farm vehicle. I only am doing this because if I'm doing this, I don't have to go load tripping steers, which <laughs> which you not, did. It's just not fun. Which we both did. That is a miserable I, I gotta, job. I got to give Ambo a little bit of a shout out though, because I was thinking about this the other day when uh, at the college finals. There's a couple of people that are like, "Man, you guys got it made. You vote, huh?" He just does sound, and you just cruise around. I'm like, we've we've put in the time, and a lot of people that know me now they don't know that me and Hambone have both at one point in our career we both were on the tiny bit load crew, load crew, and we were not good. You're not good. No, at we it. were good at loading, but like me and Hambone talk shit to everybody. <laughs> They're like, hey, what steers 53? We're like, get your ass in here and look for yourself. They are damn job. <laughs> Remember we that? were pretty. We were pretty rude. <laughs> yeah, everywhere we went, and we did it more than once. And even, uh, you know, Hambones chased out bulls and ran the neck rope and, uh-huh. and fed all the the, the non fun shit that you guys do every day. Yes. So, kind of in a way, shout out to me and Hambone for overcoming, uh, you know, being workers and being here now. <laughs> all for one low daily rate. <laughs> but you know, My- the you guys have a good crew, and you've kept a good crew. Where other rodeo companies, which I won't say names, they have the turnaround of about once a week. They're looking for new truck drivers, etc. Do we Where still the have the rodeo is like the seven dwarfs? Do we still have the letter from the trucker that quit at Abilene? I gotta, I gotta look for it. I don't know if we, we have, have to find that because it's the funniest thing ever. It didn't matter who what stock contractor it is. This letter written written by this guy is absolutely. It's phenomenal, oh, and we we have to post it as somebody tries to read it because he phonetically spells every word, not the correct <laughs> spelling, how it sounds. Wow. So yes. that that's the that's uh-huh. the best way. But um, yeah. But no, anyway. But we uh we appreciate you, Tom. Thanks for coming on today. Um, um, hate to hate to end on a little bit of a sad note, but uh, the news just came out here. I got a text a little bit ago. Cotton Rosser passed away today. Talking about stock contractors, but uh, you know we've talked about rosters go cotton a lot. Rump, you're you're many times both are many times staying at the ranch, and and uh, so thoughts and prayers go out to there. But you can't you couldn't imagine for a much more fuller life than than Cotton Rosser had. I mean, right. even even at ninety, you know you know uh, jumping out of airplanes at ninety. I mean, we can only strive to to live a life like that. And so you know, shout out to him and and thank you for. Uh, thanks to the Lord for letting us live in living a, a time that he lived in. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Amen to that. So, but that being said, Tom, thank you, buddy. I know we probably cut into contract personnel nap time. Um, oh. Oh. It's three fifteen, So it's about time to go start uh, running, stringing stock through. 
Oh, yes, um, yes, especially those bulls that won't leave. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what I was saying. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, thanks. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, um, here's a little Cotton Rosser uh, tribute. Uh, oh, thank you very much. But thank you very much, Tom Newens. You're a good friend, and I will see you in Spanish Fork. We'll see you, Hambo. Appreciate Rump, it. Thank you. Rump, guys. I'll see you, uh, Prescott, Arizona, next Come stop. Sunday. Rump Chat Train. Okay. Take care, everybody. On behalf of all the people who have assembled here, I would merely like to mention, if I may, that our unanimous attitude is one of lasting gratitude for what our friend has done for us today. And therefore, I would simply like to say,